Yeah, so you, you see, I'm trying to figure out if it changes color or it's just because it's an old cup, but we did a re-gifting thing this year. and White and elephant, was, right? Uh, we didn't call it white elephant. Oh, we no. just call it, re, we just, if we had something around the house, we re-gift and we try to get each other funny gifts. So yep. I re-gifted some, a sweatshirt that he gave me that has a beer on it and it's uh, <laughs> a beer that's dressed like a frosty snowman or something i don't remember that who but gave then you? he craig gave you craig craig okay. yeah, yeah my father-in-law and yeah. he gave me this pepto-bismol cup so it's <laughs> bright awesome. pink it and i love it it's a great coffee pink. cup yeah it says when the party's over go to pepto-bismol mm -hmm. um we and we always called them white elephant for whatever reason i guess that's uh, but we've done them in my family my extended family for uh well no i shouldn't say that my side of the family for the last Seven or eight years, uh, save for 2020, because, well, you know why. Um, but it, we, funny gifts over the years. I mean, my favorite was one that I think we were gifted. And as you said, you re-gifted. It was a shake weight. <laughs> <laughs> Those are and, just so inappropriate. I well, love them. Well, they are. And, of course, at a family event, it's even more so. And so you have people <laughs> doing that. <laughs> It was oh, and it's, it's great because everyone does the face thing. Yes. Well, yeah, I think, yeah. I think it's a tricep thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that's why for the that's, shake. Weight. That's exactly why. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. But there are other notable ones and it's interesting because I, it, look, we have been greatly blessed as a family financially and, and so on after, and we were dirt poor when I was, a kid, we started without going into this long diatribe, but I have you ever tasted powdered milk? Well, I was, I I was going to say, have you ever listened to this podcast? <laughs> long diatribe. Come on. Go ahead. They're all, all long diatribe. They're all long diatribe. If you've never tasted carnation powdered milk, um, don't. And no <laughs> offense to carnation, but I think offense to cows everywhere because, damn, I it was just like watery white water and yeah. it was not it was not good but we it, it was for a while preparing you for the day where you start making nut milks instead of drinking bovine milk i would much rather drink a an almond milk than carnation instant milk and it doesn't yeah. have to be carnation it can be whatever instant milk a bob's instant milk would be equally as bad but we had five Everyone kids knows so. carnation so well, for, I, sure. Yeah. for sure for sure i like kleenex with five kids, that's an interesting point. With five kids, we went through five, four more gallons of milk every week. Mm -hmm. And so it got to be a, a quite expensive for, and again, even back then, gallon. milk per gallon was yeah. more expensive than uh, gas, gasoline. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Absolutely right. But yep. the cars just didn't run well on the milk anyway, though. So we stopped doing that. But I hear there are some manufacturers working on that. That's, I Let's hope so. So yeah. back to my original point, we've been blessed now. And what happens with these white elephant gifts is some of the family members who shall remain nameless, uh, like try to outdo each other. There was a $50 gift card for something with another silly gift. Um, and we did um, uh, one year, some. there's a, a brewery near us called the Tyranina Brewery. And Tyranina has bitter woman beer. So it's obviously a very bitter. They have some of the best names. Uh, and this is one of them, bitter woman. It's 
unbelievably bitter. If you love a bitter IPA type of beer, um, that's the one for you. Anyway, we got a six pack of that with uh, uh, running shorts, female running shorts. Oh, a no. bitter woman on the back. <laughs> <laughs> so that's just a couple of examples of the funny, fun and funny gifts that we. That's really good marketing right there. I think so too. And they're smart people. It's a small, it's a microbrewery. Uh, I know the owner, which is how small it is, wow. um, but uh, he does. Yeah. Tyranina, if you have not been there, it's in Lake Mills, Wisconsin. And uh, uh, they do, um, uh, I mean, really some, some good ones too. They have a, a honey blonde and they have, uh, um, oh gosh, Rocky's Revenge is probably my, my favorite. It's a, it's a, um, a really uh, a bourbon barrel dark beer and nice i want to say 17 percent alcohol or more wow it's amazing it's uh, well yeah when you've got that much alcohol in it <laughs> yeah you, you have uh, one of them and you're pretty much uh, difficult to grab your butt with either hand but nice. uh, anyway yeah rocky's revenge is good several others uh, chief porter which is a, a you know a deep oatmeal i think oatmeal porter dark Beer. And I know you 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 dinged before this, but uh, yep. just so everyone knows, not a sponsor, not a sponsor yet. Although once they hear this, and I will Absolutely. make sure they do, well, um, you, yeah. you remind me. Well, I'll probably hear it, but I'll tag them in the in the post. Well, that would be great. I think they would uh, they would appreciate that. But yeah, it's a uh, it, you know there are a lot of quote unquote microbreweries that are actually quite big, and he's um, he has actually kind of fought the fight not only locally but. Uh, in the state of Wisconsin, because uh, microbreweries were not always well looked upon, it seems like here. But right. Anyway, it's, well, a, it's a neat it's place. Very similar to um, St. Louis and Missouri. It's a beer town. Oh, for sure. And when you've got those major beer companies or major any kind of company, it doesn't have to be beer. You're always going to have that that competition. You know, it's, it's kind of like the car business. I hate to bring it back to our day <laughs> it job, is. but it's it kind is. of like the car business. Yeah. When a disruptor like Carvana comes in and wants to sell used cars online, everyone's like, well, no, that's against the law. Yeah. There are no. a lot of opportunities. No, it's not. Lawyers to get involved. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, but you know that most state or most states have state laws that are meant to protect certain core businesses like yes. car dealers and, yes. and so on. And and look, I get it. They have spent for a lot of these dealers, you know, their life fortune and sometimes generationally speaking on a facility that not only sells vehicles but services them too. So it is yeah. really Don't get me wrong, I don't blame them whatsoever. No, I just no, no. It's, it's very interesting. It it's is. the same in in some states too and and I forget if it was Tennessee where I learned this or if it was another state that I lived in at any point but there with some of the liquor laws with some of the people that are either distillers or um, wineries or breweries mm -hmm. they can't sell their own product they actually have to sell their product to a distributor and then buy it back from the distributor so they can serve it on premises got it well and, and it's uh, and, and that's, we, that's to protect the distributor sure and we were talking about Tyranina. They actually have a tasting room on premises. And I think you're right. I think that's the only way that they can do it. And they serve it that not by the bottle. They serve it from their, their vats, Cakes. their taps and cakes rather. And, and that's how they do it. Uh, done it for years, but don't serve any food and, or at least haven't. Right. And uh, anyway, but uh, yeah, it's, it's some hoops you have to jump through because 
uh, of the attorneys, frankly. Yeah, it's it's all it's fascinating, you know. And that actually, I, this is a little bit earlier than I wanted to talk about it, but I, I went down the uh, the meme rabbit hole today because we had a listener potty corner send us a message for potty corner. Yeah, about your favorite meme, our our favorite memes. Yeah, and so I went down a major rabbit hole today <laughs> with with memes and. Well, going to pull some up here. Yeah, Go let's ahead. dive in. No, no, no. I, I'd like to dive into that because the one I've been using the most of, and I'll show it to you if it uh, makes any sense, is uh, because I've been flying lately more than normal. And um, it's it's just a weird thing about how it works. Let's see if can you, I don't know if you can see this. I can't see it. Oh, hold on. Let me try to get the uh, lighting correct. Or back it up, or something like that. Oh, is that the meme I shared with you? Where in the airport? Oh, it is. Based, yeah. There we go. Yeah, there I've is. seen that one. Yes. and it's thirty shows, later. Shows people six feet apart in the airport, and you know, in line for check-in or whatever, and they're six feet apart with their bags. And then thirty minutes later, when you're on the plane, uh, they are sitting on top of each other. And some airlines are doing that. I gotta give props to Delta. Because I hadn't flown them for a while. Not uh-huh. only are they socially distancing inside the planes, they bumped me up to first class on two of my three flights last week. Nice. And I don't have big status like I used to. That's I mean, a lot of people have been saying that about I, you. Well, he has no status whatsoever. Why do you have him on your podcast? I know you've heard that. Before. Oh, it's status. I thought you said stamina. Um, well, I have lots of stamina as long as I'm <laughs> sitting in the chair, not doing anything. I can go for hours. So what I, I what I looked for with a lot of these memes, I I don't know if you know this, but I, I like sarcasm. I don't know if you've ever been able to pick that up at all in any of our conversations. Never, never, never. No, no I know really, it's very strange. It's never for registered me. with me. No, well, not much does. Uh, oh, I thought you said orgasm. I'm sorry. Yeah, sarcasm. well, I thought I had an orgasm once. <laughs> Wait, no, it's, I thought I had a sarcasm once. That's it. Yeah. Oh, all right, yeah. then. Please continue. <laughs> I really need to. I might beep that one out. Uh, Anyway, so I looked for memes, and I'm on Pinterest, everybody. Ding me. Um, I'm on Pinterest, and I looked for memes that you really don't have to see the picture. I'll do my best to describe what picture is there, but most of it is just very sarcastic. If there is, and I know oddly, Mr. Sarcasm, um, uh, if there is a picture, describe the picture first before you meet it up. So this, this first one is a jeep it's a willy so okay. it's the military jeep the world yep. war ii no roll bars green it's packed out like it would be if it were still active duty military it's just cool. a picture of the jeep and it says does not care about windows roll bars b pillars unibodies four doors communists or plastic <laughs> nice i like yeah. it yeah well you know me me being a jeepy that's yes. uh, that was the first thing that came up. Um, here's a, a one with Bugs Bunny on it, and it says, "I do not suffer from insanity. I enjoy every minute." <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have any other favorites? Well, I I because I have to look you up had the ones. Two? You no, I've got a bunch. I've got no, no, no. Oh Come no. Uh, some of them get a little bad. Some of them get a oh, little raunchy. They naughty. get naughty. Can you get like an um, so edgy here, one that's not filthy Grandma Candleson? Yeah. Well, no, this one, this one's not it. But um, okay. so this is, uh, I don't remember the name of the film, but it's it has uh, Bill Murray in it. And he was, the, I think, The Aquatic Life of Steve Zazu. Um, kind of a, it's it's a very off-kilter independent wow. film. 
Holy crap. Not, not one of my favorites, but it's Bill Murray with a beard, sunglasses, and an orange orange cap pointing like this. Okay. Uh, it says, two reasons I don't trust people. One, I don't know them. Two, I know them. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I like oh, it. Yeah. Here we go. I, and I'll clean this one up. I won't use my favorite word in, okay. in there, but it's a, it's one of those memes where it's a drawing of someone and it's a man with a, with a kind of a, a smile holding a teacup and he's just like smiling. It says, I just got a booty call from life. Apparently it still wants to. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I screwed that one out. It says, I just got a booty call from life. Apparently it wants to keep screwing me. Except it didn't use screwing. Didn't say screwing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty funny. I like it. I guess I may have um, laughed harder than I should have. No, you did laugh very hard. Well, I just thought this, it. I, it's I, funny. It's, it's these are all work. funny. They're all well, hilarious. We'll be the judge of that. Now, this one doesn't have a picture behind it. It's just white text on a black background. It says, okay. apart from being exhausted, financially unstable, nearing a mental breakdown, and being fat, everything's great. Thanks. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Thank you, 2020. Uh, here's one with uh, with uh, Pee Wee Herman in the background, and it says, <laughs> the word of the day is shit show. Yep. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Every day. All right. This is the last one I'm, I'm going to, I, I, oh, I got it. There's two more I want to give more. you, and then, okay. then we'll move on. Just read that um, interface. Yeah. I may not be that good looking or athletic or funny or talented or smart. I forgot where I was going with this, but I do know I love bacon. <laughs> it's an old, it's an old cowboy sitting. It's just a picture of an old cowboy. Excellent. Um, here's a, a picture of, uh, and I don't remember the actor's name, but it's a, uh, HBO, uh, original series that at the end of it, they turned into a film. I think you and I have talked about it before. Uh, okay. it says life has never given me lemons. It's given me anger issues, anxiety, a love for alcohol, a serious dislike for stupid people, but not lemons. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Okay. We oh. have to revisit. Go ahead. You have another okay, one. One last one. One last one. It's Daffy Duck. Apparently, when you treat people the same way that they treat you, they get offended. <laughs> That's a pretty good one, Daffy. That one's a good one. I'd like yeah. you to say it in Daffy Duck's voice, though. No, I can't do Daffy Duck's do voice. It. I can't. Fuffer uh, and fuckatash. There you go. See, I, I didn't even remember that line. I I do now. Okay. Uh, have you ever seen, um, there's two of them. I own both of them. They're really good. We watch them for Halloween. It has Woody Harrelson in it. The first one actually had um, Bill Murray. Actually, both of them have Bill Murray in it. Uh, it's uh, it, it's a, a zombie flick, but it's a, more of a comedy zombie flick. Okay. Anyway, it's it's Woody Harrelson. He's dressed up in in that costume from that movie. It says, "Forget about the zombie apocalypse. It's never going to happen. Worry about the dumbass apoc apocalypse. It's already upon us." <laughs> There's some truth to that. Uh -huh. Okay, going back to the bacon, it reminded me of the Michael Scott bacon episode on The Office. Uh, of course, it did. Here's his, <laughs> here's his quote. This is uh, it's worth it. It's yeah, it's worth it. I enjoy having breakfast in bed. I like waking up to the smell of bacon. Sue me. And since I don't have a butler, I have to do it myself. So most nights before I go to bed, I will lay six strips of bacon out on my George Foreman grill. Then I go to sleep. 
When I wake up, I plug in the grill. I go back to sleep again. Then I wake up to the smell of crackling bacon. It's delicious. It's good for me. It's the perfect way to start the day. The day I got up, I stepped onto the grill and it clamped down on my foot. That's it. I don't see what's so hard to believe about that. (laughs) (laughs) He comes in with bubble wrap on his foot. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. All right. Here's here's one with the dude drinking a white Russian at a bowling alley. Of course. You know who the dude is, right? I do. Is it just me or do idiots multiply quicker than normal people? <laughs> Too many assholes, not enough bullets. You've got uh, Clint Eastwood in the background for that one. <laughs> uh, I don't know who the person in the background is, but it looks like a hunter. I'm not saying you're stupid. I just think you have bad luck when it comes to thinking. Bad luck. You're not blessed with good thinking, jeans. Here's one with, uh, and this is definitely the last one. Here's one with, um, oh, shoot, what is his name? I, I had it in my brain, and it's uh, it just left. Steve McQueen. Disappeared. Steve okay. McQueen. Yeah, bullet. Coffee. I think it's Steve McQueen. He was the one on the with the movie where he was on the motorcycle that jumped the fence, right? That's Steve McQueen. Yes. This guy. This is yeah. Steve McQueen. You see it? Uh, um, yes. Okay. Coffee doesn't ask me stupid questions in the morning. Be more like coffee. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, never mind. I said that was the last one, but there's a George Carlin. Okay, do a George Carlin. Let's finish. Um, well, make, I'm going to make sure it's. Is it the seven words? Because that's going to no. take us right back to the uh, swear word episode. Respect is taught at home. If your kid is a disrespectful little shit, it's your fault. Not society's, not music, not video games, yours. That's not as funny. I mean, it's true. It's not funny. Yeah, true and true. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, George. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Go on. No, I forced you to do the last one. So I'm, yeah, it's on me. Remember, John, we did the meme potty. Thank you very much that to our listener who uh, sent that out. That's a great, uh, great plan for a potty corner. That's awesome. I think it was a great plan for, I'm just going to show you this one. <sighs> okay. I'm not going to say it. Uh <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this one is uh, Gunny. Yep, Arlie, Arlie Ernie. Who passed away this last year, sadly. Mm-hmm. Um, another 2020. I think it was 2020, maybe 2019. No, 2019. Okay. Anyway, uh, loved him. Uh, Me too. So many different roles. But he said somewhere. I turned it around again. Okay. Somewhere. There's a tree working really hard to make oxygen so you can breathe. Now go apologize to it. <laughs> that's beautiful (laughs) and with that we'll move on from that particular awesome that was we we keep saying we're going to do something like that so and that's probably why this person asked us to actually i would guess just because did they demand anonymity yes okay so (laughs) what a shock (laughs) really i I mean would you would you come on this podcast and i do not want my friends to know i listen to this crap right hey if your friends were listening then there wouldn't be any danger that's true that's true well how do you know they're not it's like it's like someone catching you at a gentleman's club what are you doing at the gentleman wait a second you're at the gentleman's club they have a really good lunch. A really good lunch buffet. I swear, I'm just here for lunch. 
Yeah. A lot of people in St. Louis that I knew, business people, would go over to the east side because all of the strip clubs had incredible cheap lunches. Or at least that's what they told me. I will not implicate any of my friends or past business associates, but I do know someone to whom that would apply as well. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been a long time since I've heard that, but yeah. Yeah. Well, but yeah, because it's been mm, at least 15 years, eh, 10 years since I've been to East St. Louis. So, well, that's good. Yeah. I did. Yeah. I always, I can't help but, but going there humming the song though. East St. Louis Tootaloo by Steely Dan. I don't know if I know that one. I probably have heard it, but it's it's a rather obscure one, but it's funny to listen to. And I I believe I told you this before, but it's worthy of repeating. It reminds me of college in our dorms. And we had we were on in a tower on campus, and uh every other floor, excuse me, there were two floors together were a house. But okay. every other floor was guys, girls, guys, girls. So our house was made up of a floor of guys and a floor of girls. Uh, not on the same floor, obviously. But we interacted a lot, and it was great. But down the hall from me were probably the biggest potheads I've ever known <laughs> in my life. And way down at the end of the hall. And one day on a Friday, I went over there. There were probably eight guys in the room hunched down in those bolstered couch things uh, that sometimes double as beds. And it was a cloud of pot smoke coming out when I opened the door. And so it's like, oh, you would think they'd be listening to something a little bit calming because that seemed to be the effect. It was East St. Louis to Lou, which is not a calming song at all. So that's your assignment, listeners. Go pull up. Uh, East St. Louis, East St. Louis, Louis, Louis. Steely Dan, and uh, it's then it becomes funnier because it's da, 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 da. <laughs> not a song you would anticipate. Yeah. Being you almost sound like you were going kind of similar to that. Is it really? Yeah, it's it's kind of that same sort of a tempo. So we have we ever talked about East St. Louis? Um, no. Okay, so I, I don't think so. I think I don't know if our listeners in three seasons know that I, I love history, and I took a lot of history courses when I lived in St. Louis because that's where I did my undergraduate. Mm -hmm. I lived in St. Louis for a little over eight years. East St. Louis was actually built to be a model U.S. city, a city to attract people and be that utopia or that had that have that whole utopian feel. Um, wow. Not not to necessarily mimic what we would call West St. Louis. You don't call it that. You just call it St. Louis, but sure. you know, it's West side of the river. East St. Louis for anyone that doesn't know is actually in Illinois while St. Louis is in Missouri. Um, and uh, yeah, so it was built up and it, if you were brave enough and trust me, you need to be brave enough to drive downtown East St. Louis. It's some of the most beautiful architecture that you'll ever see from the late 1800s, early 1900s. Really? It's beautiful. There's some theaters down there that rival any theater in any city you can name. They're just, they're absolutely gorgeous. They're all rushed out and falling yeah. architecturally. Yes. Yeah. They're falling down, yeah. but they're gorgeous. And that and, is true. If I may, just a, just a quick comparison. That's true of downtown Detroit as well. I've heard that too. Yeah. Yep. And I've never been sad. downtown Detroit. Oh my it is God. Very sad. You have to be careful. Uh, yeah. and I, I don't, that's any city. You have to be careful where you go in certain especially certain big cities, but um, 
they have done a lot to renovate Detroit, not changing the subject, but, uh, but there is some beautiful architecture, the Fox theater mm -hmm. uh, down to, I mean, it's, it's just beautiful. And some have been renovated. Some they're continuously working to renovate and some are just empty buildings that have been empty. And I'm talking about what they would have called 30, 50 years ago, skyscrapers, right. empty, totally empty. Yeah. And, and so it's like, okay, full, full, empty, empty, empty. And, and I don't, I've never understood anyway, how that, yeah, it, so it's back to East St. Louis. I'm sorry. And that's, so we get back to even Nashville with the gentrification that happened yep. here and all, all four sides. That's something that I, I found very interesting. I took a few courses on new urbanization, which East St. Louis, when it was built would have been considered, uh, if, if it were in modern day, new urbanization planning. So what, what, when did it begin? When, when uh, late 1800s, early 1900s, most of the buildings over there. Um, that's, that was just kind of, but it, it quickly, when some of the industry moved out, it quickly went downhill, uh, to a point where in the nineties, I think it was the nineties, um, early, early nineties, maybe late eighties there, it was so bad that even raw sewage was running down the streets. Oh, gosh. Wow. It was bad. And it's still bad to this day. I don't know if if anything's happened in the last 10 years that I'm not aware of over there. It's just, there's quite a bit of industrial. So for businesses that are operating, it's very much industrial along the river, especially. It is. Day. But when you get along the river, too, mm -hmm. if you move out, it, that's not East St. Louis. True. Because East St. Louis is just a little city. Yep. You've got all the other cities that are on the north and south side of East St. Louis, and those are still very productive. There's some really cute little towns. Uh, Alton, Illinois mm -hmm. is a, a very neat little town, one of the most haunted in Illinois, I've been told. Haunted? Uh, haunted, yes. Um, mm -hmm. and, and, and you've got some great communities that are up and down the river, but East St. Louis is, again, I haven't been there for 10 years, but when I left, it was still a cesspool. When I lived there, it was a cesspool. Hmm. And then when, so when John, John and I are talking about, I know it's weird to talk about the gentlemen's clubs. The gentlemen clubs are in, not necessarily in East St. Louis. They are in Sauge, which is a separate community from East St. Louis. Sauge. Okay. Sauge. Yep. And that would be, I'm trying to see where. South, I think the area is, but where would it be? Would it be south of 55? I 55? Yes. Yep. Because 55 goes right through East St. Louis. Interesting. Okay. Yep. So there's a lot of history there. Oh, and cool. it's, yeah, you, I see it. And I you don't see some of that architecture. I, I, I don't see the architecture. I see the gentlemen's clubs. Oh, uh, I <laughs> <laughs> see. I would have been the one looking for the architecture. Well, I mean, that's part of the architectural landscape. Okay, if, if you say so, John. Especially right on Monsanto Avenue. I, I just think that <laughs> Monsanto Avenue is not <laughs> Yes, that's one of the streets. But I, oh, I know. see the downtown East St. Louis, and it, it's like it ends. It uh, it ends before it begins. Let's just put it that way. Oh, that's interesting. There's a there's uh, an exit off uh, I-55 that looks like it exits onto. Oh, come on. Show the street name. But uh, Martin Luther King? Not Tudor, but it's a. Uh, it might be MLK. It's just not labeled. So I'm I'm actually looking at the Google Map right now. It looks like, and I don't know when this was taken, but I'm sure it was taken less than ten years ago. It looks like there is some positive work being yeah, done. Mostly banks. Mostly yeah. banks. It looks like downtown. 
and and you got to know that um, you you got to know that COVID has not been a friend. Oh, absolutely not. Not only any cities, but especially fledgling or or uh, suburban cities. Right. Yeah, it, it doesn't look as at least from satellite images, it doesn't look as bad as as I would have. Well, good pictured it. So that's that is good. I'm happy to see that. But if you see the, uh, there is a U.S. District Court clerk building. That was a very, that was a beautiful building. You could actually see it from the freeway. Quite ornate. Yes. Hmm. Very cool. Well, yeah. it's fun to look at this stuff and, and hopefully it's a chance for, uh, for these cities to kind of come back. But you would hope I, I would be very, very interested in seeing that community come back from, cause it, I mean, it was, I would say the nicest way to put it was it was on the brink of extinction. Yeah. Well, I'd say that's fair to say about Detroit as well. Yeah. Well, but, and, and yeah, <laughs> I don't want to say, and, but, but, and, and leave it at that, but it's, uh, Detroit was going down for a while, but nowhere near the amount of time that East St. Louis has been going downhill. So, well, there's no question. I mean, the automotive industry kept Detroit thriving for a long time. And you find this interesting because Detroit is in Wayne County and just north of Wayne County is Oakland County. And it's interesting to me because Oakland County at one time was the third wealthiest county in the nation. Oh, wow. So all of the automotive magnets would live in Oakland rather than Wayne where they worked. And so they there are these amazing homes in Birmingham and Bloomfield Hills, uh, Michigan in particular. And uh, they're just sprawling acreages and uh, PGA golf course. And uh, I think it's Bloomfield Hills. And mm -hmm. uh, um, it's, but it's just sad because you have all of this wealth one county away and then this county south of there is just fallen to pieces. And it, it was, and that has happened since That's too bad. probably the 60s uh, forward. And they've struggled since, although they're trying to create a renaissance of sorts downtown. Hmm. But yeah, it's so, not unlike many cities. Completely changing the, the subject. Yeah. I, I did zoom into my very first house that I owned, which was in St. Louis. And it looks like the people that owned it have done exactly what I was planning on doing really? if I would have stayed in there. Because I'm, I'm looking, I can only see the roof right now. Oh, well, that's but fine. there's so oh, they were going to replace the roof. That's what you were going to do. Oh, I had to. That, <laughs> that was one of the first things, but okay. they put skylights in it. So it makes, makes me think that they redid the third floor, which would have been well, what I did. Let me see what it looks like. Well, you can only and see yours, the roof. On maybe Google. one day you'll be able to see it as well. Which one? That one. Oh, okay. And they put the, they put, uh, oh, air conditioning on the roof yeah, there yeah. fix yeah. that roof because that one was completely buckled so that's like a it, it almost looks like a walk-up of some sort Is it's that a row right? house yeah mm -hmm. yeah very cool see if i can get the i don't know how to do it do you remember here. what you paid for it can you discuss that uh -huh. yeah i paid 125 for it and what year yeah. uh 2005 okay and then sold it for 90 Oh, yeah. Ah, bath. Sorry. Yeah. It was painful. That Why aren't you? Suck. It does suck. I want street view. Give me street oh, view. Very demanding. Drop. I am very demanding. Go, I'm to, trying to, go show you. to Google Earth. 
Google Earth. I just, it better. was on Google Earth. Okay. All right. So there you go. There's the front of it. Google it's Earth. This one right there. Oh, wow. I love the arch doorway. Yeah. I so um, Post a picture of that. That would be good to put up on the site. I will. Yeah. Um, so the when I left that house, there was a lot. There's a lot going on, but there, there on all of those old St. Louis houses, there's two sets of front doors. You've got the big ones that are, you would almost they they weren't meant for this, but you would almost call them hurricane shutter doors. They're big, oh. huge wooden doors, and then you've got your front door. Cool. I had those on the house when I bought the house. They were still most people take them off. Mine were still on there. I took them off to redo them and put them in the hallway. One of my neighbors, um, when I left, went in there and stole them for their house which was two houses down <laughs> so they're no longer with my house they're at one of my neighbor's houses wow mm -hmm. <laughs> that's interesting yeah which is funny because they out of all of them we were the only two houses that had that curved archway so they were the only that's why she they took them is because the doors fit their archway they didn't have their original doors wow it's beautiful yeah. it's a it's a very pretty house it was the smallest and youngest on the block built in 19 or I'm sorry, 1897. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. Okay. Hold on. I'm going to show you my first house that we bought anyway. Um, and it's going to take me just a moment. So someday yeah. I, it would be a very short episode, but someday I'll have uh, Jennifer back on the podcast to talk about this house. That would be she cool. Hate, and she hated it. Did she, <laughs> So did you own it prior to meeting her or did you not, not meeting her, but, um, getting back with her? Yes. Okay. So I you, met her in college. Right. But did you buy it together? I, no, okay. I bought it by myself. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. I'm going to show you this and we will crop and we will save. Okay. Sorry. I don't have to tell everybody what I'm doing. So in this this particular house, the you saw the front door. The window right above it was the bathroom. Oh. And there was a hole in the floor right next to the toilet. So you could actually see the front door while you were sitting on the toilet. So that's her favorite story. <laughs> that's very handy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This house was a pile. I think so we bought it for that price. And the real estate agent that I used, she and her partner, they were buying up not just how one house at a time they would buy up neighborhoods in these rundown neighbor in these rundown parts of town. Huh. Um, they would, they would do whole blocks at a time and then they would rehab one, sell it, rehab the next one, sell it and use wow. the money to, to eventually, you know, get these, these houses going. So um, I like that because I wanted to rehab this one. That was the whole goal was to buy it and rehab it and eventually flip it. And we went in and we looked and obviously you can't look inside the walls, but she said, okay, you buy it for this and you put about, you take two years, put about 75 grand into it. You should have, you should be able to turn it around for about this mm -hmm. based on the market. Right. Um, so I did that and then we started tearing into the walls and found out later, which was never disclosed that the house had actually burned down at one point, oh. not down, down, but had burned. Yeah. So when we were pulling down walls, you the owner burned timbers, burned timbers. he, wow. he just covered it up. He didn't fix anything. So by the time I left, it was it was a complete gut job. It needed to be gutted. And I think I told you about the the uh, live gas lines that were still in the ceiling. Yes, you did. Yeah, yeah. This was this was a death trap. Wow. 
That's yeah, so absolutely. scary. And that's the danger. You know, so <clears throat> when you you think about flipping and by the exterior look of that place, I would say that's the perfect opportunity, you know, a cool yeah. spot with it has neat architectural details. You spend, I don't know, pick a number, 50 grand on it or whatever, and I'm come out of there with a thirty thousand dollar profit in my pocket. And right until you find something that's uh yeah, and it was way outside. And I, I, I had, I was fighting with the city a lot. I think it would have been better if, if I hadn't, uh, if I would have known what I was getting into beforehand. And I was too young. I, yeah. I will admit that. Yep. You know, if I were going into it at forty-two years old, I'd have a different approach, sure. and I would have done things a lot differently. Part of it is honestly knowing now what I didn't know then, right? Uh, which I probably wouldn't have known now if I didn't do that through that. Yeah. Right. And so, and that's, that's a really good way to look at it. I should say a healthy way to look at it, that what, you know, you learn from things and, and sometimes they're expensive lessons like that one was for you. That was a very expensive but, lesson. But we all have that, I think. And, and, uh, if you can frame it that way, well, okay, I'll never do that again. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it, my, it my biggest cheap lesson in the I would run. say the very first, probably the biggest mistake was not realizing what it meant to buy a house in a historic district. Sure. Oh, it's yeah, on the, all the rules national. Today. Yes. Oh, so as I was planning and budgeting to fix the inside so it's livable, the city was finding me because I wasn't fixing the outside. Uh, like, no, you need to fix the outside first. Wow. And they're delighted to get a new buyer because they can force you to do those things. Exactly. Because yeah. the, the last guy was grandfathered in because he owned it before it became a national uh, historic place. And so just the cornice, and, and for anyone who doesn't know what a cornice is, it's the decorative uh, piece of woodwork at the top of a house like this. Oh, I thought That's it was. I thought it was a furnace that you had to put in the corner. Well, we get to furnaces later. <laughs> uh, but it, the cornice is at the very top of the house. Yeah, they're beautiful. So they're beautiful yeah. if they're done right. Now, some of the people in the neighborhood got away with, because again, they got grandfathered in. They needed to replace it. So all they did was cover it because you could do that at that point. So they just, you didn't see it on their house. Wow. Mine was exposed. So what I would have had to do was have an architect because I couldn't do it myself. Yep. You had to have an architect go up and do architectural drawings of the cornice by itself. Take picture. Then you would have to take pictures of the cornice as it is. And it had to represent that same cornice or something very similar. You had to take it to two different departments at the city, the historic department, and then this, this planning department, get both plans approved, then buy two different permits to go and have it replaced, you had to have the whole thing. You had to have put scaffolding in the front of the house, bring the whole cornice down, redo all the work, put it back up, then have it inspected by both of those two departments. The whole thing, just to do a cornice at the top of the house, we priced it out again, not me doing it because I couldn't, I well, one, I wasn't allowed to do it yeah. Two, Even if I could do it, I, I don't know how. Hmm. It would have cost around $35,000 just to have the cornice redone. And this just to have a piece of decoration redone on the house. It's why red tape in cities is so lethal yes. to city. Yes. <clears throat> this is why. Yeah. Would you not encourage... Uh, look, I, I understand certain historic buildings, uh, monuments, uh, uh, things like that. Uh, I, I was recent, or just last week in Charleston, uh, South Carolina. 
it's a beautiful city. Oh, and, yeah. and I, to their credit, they have managed to restore and maintain some of these beautiful homes. Um, so, so I get the reasoning for it, but in the long run, you really should want a, a, a cyclical turn of these properties that yeah. they go to younger people and neighborhoods yeah. are the same way. You want the neighborhood to constantly have a stream of older people moving out and younger people moving in. That's yeah. a vibrant, thriving neighborhood. Yes. If you're going to say you have to live up to these certain standards, that's what leads to urban blight. Yes. Because you're going to end up with people who have the money to buy it. And what will they do? No, I'll buy someplace else where I can make more money unless mm -hmm. they have some unless they have more money than they know what to do with answer they don't and they will just go do it somewhere else right and and i'm not saying i don't agree i i love the fact that it was a historic home i would have replaced the cornice to make it look beautiful sure i would have wanted to do that my biggest issue was you're asking me to spend 30 grand which by the way that was more than i made in a year mm -hmm. You're asking me to do 30 grand before I can even make the house livable just for a piece of decoration. I will replace the cornice. That was my whole thing. I will replace the cornice. I will be happy to do that. Yeah. But let me make the house livable. Give so me I can five make... years to replace it. Exactly. Exactly. <clears throat> yeah. I totally because agree. Because I, I do. I did want that was the whole allure of that neighborhood was to make it look like the historic home when it was first built. Sure. That's the whole idea of owning a house like that. And but why not give you five years instead of forcing the issue and forcing you to sell it? And I, my bet would be that it still hasn't been done to this day. I could yes, be wrong. That was the first thing they had to do because they so, were so somebody bought it. Someone bought it. Yep. They bought and it for, for 90 grand because the they very, knew. First, the very first thing they did. And they were, they were, they were younger. They were older than I am or was. Yeah. Uh, at the time, and they still are older, technically. <laughs> yeah, but they, yeah, the very first thing they they didn't live in the house. They rehabbed the house. They they yeah. went in, they gutted it, they did redid the cornice. They probably put a hundred and fifty grand into it, and Man. they're living they're living there to this day. Oh, it's still the same people. Yeah, as far okay, as I know, so, I, I haven't. So heard what I would it. say is that is the exception and not the rule. Yeah, but again, I like they, they bought it for I get they it. bought it to to do it and and do it that way. Wow, and they probably paid cash. I mean, when I say they're older, I was when I sold it, I was twenty nine, twenty eight, or twenty nine, mm -hmm. and they were probably thirty five, thirty six. <laughs> so they were they're a few years now or so. Yeah, I mean they they, yeah. I would say safely they probably made more money than I did at that point. Sure. You know, I I I was stupid. I, I got into it over, I was over my head and Stupid you know, that was pre YouTube. That was, that was pre YouTube. So it was pre, you uh, know, look up. Things, okay. Yeah. How do you do this? Well, sure. you know, I was relying on, on my knowledge and, and people to help me where YouTube would have made a big difference. For I, sure. I hate to admit that. Okay. But. Go to your, uh, go to your email. Oh, okay. And pull up the, I just sent you one. It's a Google earth picture of my first house completely different <laughs> from yours <laughs> wow yeah it's very suburban on a golf course right behind a green that's a nice golf course it's uh hilldale country club in hoffman estates in illinois ah, hoffman uh, estates. built by built and designed by robert trent jones Ooh, i so like it. some uh 
<laughs> what Jones sausage? RTJs. <laughs> you no, I like RTJs. Are... Robert Trent. There's the Robert Trent Jones Golf Trail down yeah. here in the south, and yes, they're yes, beautiful yes. courses. It's it's a very nice one, and they always took good care of it. We would regularly get golf balls in the backyard because it is uh, right behind. It was the number three green, and uh, uh, Lisa got hit on the arm once, and it had like dimples on the bruise. <laughs> oh yeah, I had one of those in the back of my leg once. It's wow. not fun. No, not fun at all. But I never had to buy a golf ball for. Yeah, I was going to say that's that's a nice way to do it. <laughs> but that was one we bought for. 155,000. It had a 30 by 15 pool in the backyard. I don't know. If wow. You see the backyard. We took the pool. We used it one year and uh, gave it to a guy who came in. Oh, right. It wasn't in ground. I remember no, you telling me the story. Ground. Yeah. Above ground. And then we built this deck and you can still see the deck on the back, which is good. It lasted this long, which has been several years ago. Um, but it had, uh, without getting into great detail, we added patio doors that went out to the deck and it was a great house, but we hired people to do it because I knew like you, I think the most, uh, the most we did at that place was put up crown molding in the lower level split level home. And, uh, the crown molding, my brother, Brad and I did it and it took us forever because there were a couple yeah. of Rags that we, you know we're trying to figure out angles and it was terrible, but we did it. We ended up knocking it out. And well, that's yeah. The, the yeah. very first time I put in any sort of molding, it took yeah. me a long time. Oh, gosh, those now I can do it really quickly. I you know, can't. Do, you know how I do it? I call somebody to do it, and they do it really <laughs> quickly. Yeah. There you go. That's the right way to do it. Well, it is now because I just YouTube notwithstanding, um, I don't I don't want to get good at this. I don't, I, I find it very relaxing depending on what it is. You know, if it's, if it takes me a day or two, I'll do it. It's, if it's, it's gonna, a lot better if it's a have to do rather than, or a want to do rather than a have to do. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Because I look at things like, for example, we had a, we, we talked about having to fix the shower in, mm. in the master bathroom yep. here. Um, I did find out that I, I, I did experiment with something which worked. So I didn't have to cut a hole in the wall. That's but it was right. getting so bad that I was about to cut a hole in the wall. The problem with that is I knew if I did that, the shower would be fixed, but there'd be a hole in the wall probably for six months before it got fixed. <laughs> yes. I just know that of myself. You yes. know, it's, well, and it's not, I could patch it, but then sure. there would be the, they would be patched w without any um, mud Tied around it. Mud, and then yeah. I get it. Then it would finally get mudded and then it'd take another six weeks to sand it. And then mud it again. And then say it, it would be six months before it got done. And then I'd have to paint the whole bathroom because I really effed it up, you know? Yep. Couldn't but that's match a paint or something. Yeah, that's that, a that was a have to. Yeah. yeah. So, so last, I was very happy that all I had to do was take everything apart. It was yep. literally, it was a spring. In Inside of this thing, there was a spring that pushed a bolt forward that blocked the water from going through, which was causing it to drip. All I had to do was replace the spring. Wow. It was a, it was a 10 cent little piece of metal. And that caused the trouble that caused the trouble. And I was, well, luckily that caused the trouble. Let's yeah. put it that way. Yeah. It's usually something small like that. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, and not outside of the house realm. Um, as most of our listeners know, it's been a, um, a year, not quite a year since we've been in this condo. And um, I will, I'll start this by saying that Lisa is a great cook. She really is. Last night she made also buco 
We had some friends over. It was. Was it awesome? Buko? Awesome. Buko. And she, she just really did a great job. The trouble with this condo is it has interconnected smoke alarms. Oh, all no. through. I mean, there are 10 of them in this condo, which is a huge number. And they just, they're one goes off, they all go off. Mm. And so I used to joke years ago that, that that was the timer that Lisa would use uh, to know food was done. But <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah, that. Got me in big trouble. Um, but now it, we've learned they will go off if you light a candle. Not quite, but it's ridiculous. If you're making anything in the oven or uh, anything at all, like pizza, it will set the alarms off. Hmm. So now we run the ceiling fans. Sometimes we'll we'll run the exhaust fan uh, above the stove and so on. She had the exhaust fan going. She had the fans go, ceiling fans going, uh, and they still went off last night when she's making this the sauce for her osobuco. And I'm like, come on! So fanning, and finally it stops, and then they start again. It's just driving me crazy. Even more so, 10 p.m. after our friends left, and there may have been some wine uh, drunk, and uh, we at 10 o'clock when the batteries go out and they all have individual batteries, even though they're hardwired, oh, no. stupid, it starts going beep, which drives the dog crazy. Oh, I bet. And yeah. you can imagine with your dogs. And so he's like hiding. What's the beat? And I know it's, and we have to identify which one it is. Sure. Of course, it's the tallest one. Yeah. You know, never the easiest one. Yeah. I have to go out to the garage, get the ladder. It's snowing. So I had to walk outside. Socks get wet. Get the ladder. <laughs> Replace. Found a nine volt battery, fortunately. Replaced it. Fixed. You know, it's 1030 by that time. And I'm swearing a blue streak. <laughs> and, but it was, it's ridiculous. But it's those stupid little things. And I guess you'd have to do it if you were renting. But ownership is, that's part of it. You just. Yeah. Oh, have yeah. to be able to suffer those consequences and fix yep. that crap. As they so we, we have the opposite problem here. Ours don't go off for anything. In fact, we've, <laughs> we've cooked some stuff by accident and it was got, it got super smoky in the house and we were worried. We we're like, why our alarms haven't gone off? Why is that? Oh, so we thought they were all broken and we went and tested them. They're all working. Just they're not off. as sensitive as They're ours are. Sensitive, no, well, it's a trade-off. The house I showed you on Kingsdale had had a whole house fan. Have you ever had one of those? A big ass fan? Yeah. Oh, no, the no, one no. that sucks it through the attic. Yeah, I had I had an apartment that Dude. we loved. We never turned on our air conditioning in the summer in no. St. Louis. Yeah, I know you don't have to. It's and we've been jonesing for a house with one of those. They're not more than a few hundred bucks, probably to have installed, but. Uh, that was awesome because you get really makes air in the house. Oh my gosh. It's like a jet engine yeah. sucking out all of the air. And stuff. so if, well, you know, it smells like we were making awesome buco last night. <laughs> you hit the switch and man, boom, not anymore. So, uh, and we really have to, to wrap it up here, but this is a good conversation. I was working in Atlanta and we, we, uh, I worked for a company that did special events and, uh, very specific special events. And this one special event, we were hired to put on, uh, ghost tours really? and yeah. And it was in Atlanta and they hired us to, to do, it didn't last very long, but it was a, you know, a couple of weeks and, and 
we brought in all of our foggers and they have those fans in the ceiling because they're underground. And we, so we brought in the, the, uh, we didn't have time to do any dry runs. So we brought in the foggers and just set them full blast to see how it, cause we were trying to fog the whole place, but just enough to make it eerie. Sure. No, we fogged it. So you couldn't see your hand this far in front of your face. <laughs> it was horrible, but it was great because the, the people that ran the place just said, Oh, hold on, flipped a switch. All you hear this, all these fans go on and all the, and you just watch all the smoke just kind of rise. And poof, it's gone. It's gone. It's crazy. <laughs> it was awesome. But that reminded me of, of the fan that Could I had. Could you do your fan impression again? Cause that was brilliant. That's yeah. amazing. I know. I'm that really good. At it. I thought I was in. I bet you, I bet you, I bet you, you did. So, <laughs> but anyway, enough about me, enough about us, enough about fans. Unless well, you are a fan, our and if fan. you are a fan, exactly. Did you like where oh, I went? Oh, that. Wow, yeah, that was that. Whatever you're getting paid, double it. Okay, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. I just want to raise everybody. You heard it direct from John. I'm going to make two dollars. This is why your math is so bad. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's why employers you? love me. Yeah, My math is so bad. Yeah, I want a, a third of a percent. <sighs> Anyway, if, if you, uh, if you have any comments about our wonderful episode, or if you want to add to our potty corner, I would love to hear some memes from you guys as well. Head up to pottymiles.com and you, from there, you can either leave a comment, you can listen to the podcast, you can listen to previous podcasts, or you can head up to social media and, and leave us comments there. Uh, if you get a chance, I would love this. Something we'd, we'd really like to add to our outro, if you will is if you're listening to this anywhere where you can like subscribe and comment, please do so on yeah. those because that moves us higher. That allows more people to listen. If you've got a friend you think would enjoy our wonderful banter, you know, <laughs> we thought we had a sarcasm once. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that great? I just, I I'll steal things from trolls all day long. I Ding. Like <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've got John rolling on that side of the video there. Um, anyway, Leave us a comment. If you've got a friend that you dislike and you want their ears to bleed, ask them to listen. Have them subscribe. <laughs> have them leave comments. All that good stuff. You want their ears to bleed? I just that's what happens if you really dislike someone. I'm sure we made plenty of people's ears bleed. I would imagine that's true. And and they keep coming back. That's the they weird do. part. That's the yeah. best part. That is absolutely the best I'm, part. I'm going to the merch store. I really am. As soon as we're done, and I'm gonna buy something because I need a new mask for one. Um a new potty miles mask. Yeah. Yeah. That's and, good. Um, I probably need another t-shirt too. So. You should get another t-shirt. I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to do the Bonanza sweatshirt. Oh, are you good for yeah. you? I love that sweatshirt. Okay. So, and it's, is it spelled? It's not spelled bone. Anza, is it? Bone? It's Bonoanza. Excellent. Okay. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing you. Bonoanza. Yeah. It's gotta be better than the sweatshirt you're wearing right now. Uh, this is a great sweatshirt. This is a very old sweatshirt. I'm yeah, wearing I'm a Minnesota asking. Golden Gophers sweatshirt, everyone. And Caw -caw. John's jogging me. Caw -caw. Yeah, what do you have? A badger? A badger? Anyway, folks, have a great week. Do it. We'll talk to you soon. See ya. <laughs>